Next on BYU Sports Nation, the best BYU football player going into the 2019 season. Fall camp begins this week. What's the most important storyline, Zach Wilson's health or anything else? Plus, he might just be the secret weapon for BYU basketball's return to the NCAA tournament. Nathan Bubis joins us. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live on a Monday. Your day-to-day play-by-play back in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your July 29th, wherever and however you're connected. Nice to have you with us. My name is Spencer Linton. I get alongside, rather, a guy. I said against. I didn't mean that. Well, it depends on the topic. Alongside a guy who has watched the BYU-Utah game at least 100 times since last year. I have not. uh, I have watched it 0.0 times, and I shall not. It's too painful. But you know who has is uh, your boy, Zach Wilson, and his father, Mike. Uh, Lisa Wilson, the... The uh, first mom of BYU football uh, tweeted uh, or put it on her Insta story. I'm making dinner and there watching the Utah BYU game for the 100th time. That is Big Mike who played at Utah and Zach. So we talk, we shot a commercial as we mentioned with Zach Wilson last Tuesday. He has watched that game a million times. To he can tell understand. you every play and every coverage yeah. inside and out in yeah. his sleep. Yeah, it, his second cousin is Jalen Johnson, who had the pick six in the third quarter, and he uh, was it Jalen that had that, I think. And he said, "He's my second cousin." And I said, "How did you know to jump that route?" And they've broken it down. So Zach's like, "Okay, we were a little predictable in that particular play and throw and whatnot." So yeah, I, I'm excited to see what doesn't happen because of all that film review on August 29th. His passion for football is real. And that includes reviewing every single play from that Utah game. Among other games, right? The question is, will BYU fans want to review every play from this year's game? Which happens in how many days? Countdown to the Utes. 31 days. Technically a month. A month away. Yeah. It's a month away from college football. I saw a promo over the weekend from ESPN that said 28 days away, whatever the first college football game they played. It's a week before right. BYU. Yeah, college football in 28 days. And it yeah. was just fans jumping around in the stands and music. And I was like, <laughs> this is effective. Well, how bored are they that they're promoting something in a full month? You know what I mean? But we're all in. This, we are all in. By the in. way, the Hall of Fame game in the NFL is this week. This means we have arrived into a week in which there's football, and we will have football all the way into February. This is wonderful. There's the other part of the year, and then there's football season. Oh. I'm probably going to write my wife an official letter saying I'll see you in December and, like, hand it to you her. You should. Have her read it and just for understanding. Yeah, she form, knows the drill. A formal presentation. She knows the drill. Yeah. We're all in on today's show lineup as well. Nathan Bubis, who is the new video coordinator for BYU Basketball and director of analytics, is he the secret to unlocking a return to the NCAA tournament? I would hope Yoli Childs has something to do with it as well. Well, he's not so much a secret. Everybody knows about Yoli Childs. Yeah, if it's a secret, we wouldn't talk about him, right? We didn't know about it until now. We found out after the fact, after he got hired. I don't know. And also, buy, sell, or hold 9 a.m. kick times for college football. (laughs) Well, in one particular conference, of which I wish BYU was in. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU junior tight end Matt Bushman named to the 2019 Walter Camp Award watch list. Huh? 
Bushman joins 39 other nominees for the award that celebrates college football's Player of the Year. He is one of two tight ends nominated for the award, leading all BYU players last season with 29 receptions for 511 yards and two touchdowns. His 17.62 yards per reception led all FBS tight ends last season. Bushman also a watch list honoree for the Mackey Award. Is he a top 40 college football player? Mary Lake's on the 14-player USA Volleyball Olympic qualifying roster. The team will play in a tournament to earn a bid to the Tokyo Olympics next year, playing August 2nd through the 4th in Louisiana against Kazakhstan, very nice, Bulgaria, and Argentina. Zach Blair finished tied for 10th at the Price Cutter Charity Championships, part of the Corn Ferry Tour, which has since replaced the Web.com Tour name. Yeah, Corn Ferry. What? You pay the money, you get the sponsorship. It is what it is. What is the corn fairy? I have no idea. <laughs> Blair shot 16 under for the whole tournament, including a four under for his final round yesterday. This marks his nice. second straight top 10 yeah. finish. He's trying to get that PGA Tour card back. Let's go. And former Cougar Sean Davies, my old roommate, to you. And USA Rugby beat Canada 47-19. Take that, Rubel, in the Pacific Nations Cup. Davies started at scrum half. The Eagles play three more games in prep for this year's World Cup in Japan. U.S. plays Samoa in Fiji this Saturday. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. We just told you about this. Matt Bushman is one of 40 players named to the Walter Camp Award watch list honoring college football's mm. best player. Jerem, not just within college football, but is Matt Bushman the best player on this version of the BYU football team? First off, I'm surprised that Matt Bushman is on the Walter Camp Award watch list. I do that. 29 catches, two touchdowns, 5'11". Those aren't eye-popping numbers. The fact that he's one of two tight ends, does that mean the Walter Camp watch list thinks he's one of the top two tight ends in the country? This is a, uh, this is a nice preseason nod. Does it mean that much? No, it's a preseason, but it's, it's interesting. It's more meaningful than some of the other preseason award watch lists. Yeah, it's, it's just whatever. It's July. It's whatever, right? No one's even practicing, let alone playing. So, sure, whatever. Matt Bushman's a good player. I think we know this, but um, is he the best player on BYU's team? I would say Kairos Tonga is a better overall football player than Matt Bushman at this point to me. I think Matt Bushman currently is the best offensive player BYU has. I think that if BYU is going to win eight-plus games, Zach Wilson needs to be the best offensive player BYU has. I think Brady Christensen at left tackle and James Empey at center are notable offensive players at this point as well. Um, so, yeah, there's basically your top four players on the team, in my opinion, in no particular order. Matt Bushman and Kairos Tonga and Zach Wilson and Brady Christensen and James Empey. So that's five. Is he the best player? I, maybe. I don't know. It's an interesting question. When I think about the Walter Camp Award, I just think about, like, the best overall football player. Like a guy you could plug into a bunch of different positions and ask a bunch of different things of, and they would be outstanding. Kind of like, I don't know, a guy like Charles Woodson. Like that, that to me, like I think of the Walter Camp. Oh, I then think Matt of, Bushman shouldn't be on the list. Though. I think of Charles Woodson. Yeah, and it's that's just like the best overall player. That's no. not their intention with the list, right? No, I don't. I thought it was just like a player of the year kind of list, right? It's not most versatile. No, right? no, that's, that's what, what you're saying. I'm giving you my opinion. Is yeah. I am that's the that's the type of player I think of. Like, okay, who's just a football player? Who's the best overall football player in the game? And 
with these award watch lists, yes, on the Mackey Award and then Kyrus Tonga with the Lyman Awards. And I think they're the best BYU players in their respective positions. But if I'm just picking the best overall BYU football player, I think that is on the team, it's going to come on the defensive side of the ball. It's going to be one of two guys, Zane Anderson or Diane Gawaluku, who I feel like could play a number of positions. They have a huge variety when it comes to a skill set, the speed, strength, athleticism. Like one of those two guys to me is the best overall football player on BYU's football team right now. Not necessarily the best in a position group because Kyrus is clearly the best defensive lineman and he is a beast. Matt Bushman is clearly the best tight end. And you brought up James Empey, who's a stud at center. But if we're talking best overall football player, I mean, Diane Gawalik, who scored a touchdown as a running back last year. He could return kicks. He can run punt coverage. And I feel like Zane Anderson can do all those things, too. Like yeah. it, if Matt Hadley was still on the team, I guess you'd put him into that category or whatever. Yeah, who's the most outstanding player on the team? Yeah, I guess different Who's the criteria. best player? How do you define best? Just uh, To me, it's just who's the best overall football player? For me, it's either Zane Anderson or Diane Gawalku. Yeah. Topic two, fall camp begins tomorrow with the players reporting. They get equipment. Somehow you and I should sneak into that, I think. The first practice is Wednesday. Yeah. What's the most important fall camp question? Zach Wilson's health or the field, <laughs> meaning any other storyline or question? To me, clearly it's Zach Wilson's health because he's the quarterback. Everybody feels good about what BYU is going to do this season because they're confident in who is throwing the ball around and who is playing quarterback. Is there any argument against that? Does, it, does anybody rely on anything else besides Zach Wilson to why they're confident in this BYU football team? Or if you're not, why not? Right? If it's not Zach Wilson, though, Jerem, it's got to be the running back position. And to me, that ties into keeping Zach Wilson on the field and healthy and relatively safe. If BYU can establish a run game that is potent, with these two transfers coming in and somebody can emerge, whether it's Lopini Katoa or it's Tyson Williams or it's Emmanuel Asupa or Tyler Algier or somebody else that's going to be off the radar that we'll talk about in fall camp. I'm sure there's going to be somebody that's like a walk-on. Like, oh, man, this guy deserves some playing time. He looks amazing. Not, like, not really, but yeah. Okay. There's always <laughs> a few of those storylines. He deserves some playing time. If BYU can have a guy emerge, step forward, maybe two, this is all good for Zach Wilson and his health and letting him transition back in. And if his arm is only 80% or 90% or whatever it's going to be, if he has running backs behind him, we won't notice as much. He's not going to be asked to do as much with his arm and make impossible throws and whatnot. The running back position and who's going to be the guy to me, if it's not Zach Wilson's health, is the storyline. The storyline, I agree with you, is Zach Wilson's health. There are many other storylines, and we will break those down in the coming days, no doubt, uh, before fall camp. But if Zach Wilson is fully healthy, now you're in business. If he's not fully healthy, the question is, how long will it take for him to be fully healthy? Will that be in the season? Will it take some of into the season, right? I wonder if the coaching staff is saying these things about Jaron Hall because Zach may not be 100%, right? So Jaron needs to be ready or and or – Jaron Hall is just that good of an athlete that you got to figure out a way to use him, right? I'm with you on the running back uh, position as well. I think everything is ancillary to the quarterback, though. The last two years, BYU has won 11 total games because quarterback play wasn't good. Um, you look at what Tanner Mangum did in 2017, and there were bigger issues than Tanner, but it kind of starts with the quarterback to me. 
he wasn't good enough. So BYU stunk, and they had a bunch of injuries, obviously. And then last year, BYU starts 3-1, and one, but ends up 3-3, three and three, and then pulls Tanner Mangum out. Zach Wilson starts. BYU goes 4-3. and three. There's, uh, They should have beaten Utah. Boise State, you're in a – I don't think BYU should have beaten Boise State, but they're in a position to win. That 59-yard screen late is like a miracle just to get in that position, right? <laughs> um, freshman moment for Zach, right? It's interesting to see. I, I think there are lots of storylines. We will break them down, but none are bigger than Zach Wilson's health. Sure, sure. Yeah, and for me, 1B is the running backs, as we presented – the receivers are an interesting topic. Moroni Laulupututau's health is something that we'll be watching closely to see how much he's yeah. implemented into a lot of story training camp. Yeah, it's it's a good time. Now, one thing that I think BYU fans also feel confident in is the offensive line as a whole, and they're all underclassmen. Like no, no, no seniors, no seniors projected to start for this BYU offensive Thomas line. Thomas Shelf is the one, and he's a backup at the moment, which is incredible. Freshman All-American, couple years. Protect Zach Wilson. Speaking of the offensive linemen, their new offensive line coach, Eric Mateos, at Coach Mateos on Twitter, tweeted out the following. BYU faithful, hit me with your best ideas for a traveling award trophy for the offensive line. Okay. Mun, the offensive lineman, with the most knockdowns, cuts, pancakes, slabs, each week will have a neat prize for the best idea. Hashtag go Cougs. What's a slab with the offensive? I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, I know what a pancake is. I know yeah, what a nice cut. slab out there, James. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We, we need to I follow call up on this. Cam Bam Bam's and ask him. It's different <laughs> slab. Let's help him out, Jerem. We want to help Coach Mateos. What is your best idea for the traveling BYU Offensive Lineman Award? Okay. So they've been nicknamed, not by us, uh, but traditionally just the big uglies, right? Yes. Offensive yes. linemen. I think there's some good looking dudes, right? Uh-huh. But the big uglies. How about the Quasimodo Award, right? <laughs> What does what does that entail? Like, what do you give them for the Quasimodo Award? Yeah, maybe what a, what uh, is it? Someone goes to Disneyland and it's a it's, it's a, a Quasimodo, Quasimodo doll uh, tro- trophy or something. <laughs> the it, most disturbing Disney doll of all time. Yeah, that movie's messed up. Dude, let's be honest. <laughs> Quasimodo has some real redeeming characteristics, though, right? Sure, um, the, sure. The offensive line, yeah, the Quasimodo Award. No, another one. Um, pancakes, right? So you knock someone over. Uh, in one of my favorite movies, Anchorman, mm-hmm. they have the monthly pancake breakfast. Yes. Right? Champ yes. Kind's like, oh, Ron will be yes. there. But then Ron yes. starts dating Veronica yes. Corning. So it's the Champ Kind Award for pancakes. <laughs> it's the monthly pancake breakfast. Ron will be there. Trust me, Brady Christensen will be there. Oh, I love it. I want a flapjack flipper, okay? but I want It's it, just a griddle? I want it to be like... Valerian Steel. Valerian Steel? Can you even say that on this network? <laughs> I want it to be like gold or like fake diamond encrusted, just like this bling, oh. like bling, because we get excited about the bling, like the turnover chain. It needs to be blinged out, but it's got to be like a this blinged out griddle, yes, griddle, like <laughs> flapjack flipper. <laughs> or, or they come over to the sideline. Is this illegal? There's like a, um, you know, like peach cobbler. Okay. Like in, in, inside of a Dutch oven or something. And they're like, yeah, and they like take a bite during it's time the game. To eat my peach cobbler. Yeah, who doesn't like peach cobbler from a Dutch oven? Like <laughs> Dutch oven zero award. people in the history of the world don't like that. Tell me that right? wouldn't be hilarious if there was just this blinged out griddle. But it's got like sausage on it or something, <laughs> like a like a pancake, and <laughs> yes. they uh, get to eat it. There's a pancake, some yes. syrup or something. Something that yeah. would be hilarious. Like All it. right, it's almost as good as my idea. It's almost as good <laughs> as yours. Oh, okay, <laughs> no bias in that at all. <laughs> Our question of the day. 
We want you to help out, Coach Mateos, yes. the offensive lineman. Hear it. Okay. What is your best idea for the traveling BYU offensive lineman award? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Ryben3 and on Twitter, how about an iron griddle? Mm. No better place to cook a mass amount of pancakes, slabs, cuts of meat. How you make that, I'm not sure, but what lineman doesn't want an iron griddle? It's a plus if they could cook on it, too. Yeah, you got a little uh, fire on the sideline or whatever, you know. You light a fire underneath them metaphorically and literally got it over there. A little mid-game snack, right? Sure. It's probably okay. We'll have to check with compliance on the NCAA rules with that, but <laughs> yeah, I like it. Coming up, which player has the best chance to be a college football award finalist this season? And the brand-new video coordinator for BYU basketball, Nathan Bubis. Is he the secret to helping BYU go next level and get back to the NCAA tournament? He joins us next. I'm glad he left the Lakers, aren't you, Jerry? Yeah, what did he learn from LeBron that he can bring in? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, mic'd up Jimmer Fredette as an assistant coach. Yes. Check it out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Coach Jimmer, live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We welcome you back wherever and however you're connected. Joining us now is the BYU Basketball Coordinator of Strategy and Analytics, Video Coordination. His name is Nathan Bubis. He left LeBron and the Lakers so that he could come to Provo and help BYU basketball get things right. <laughs> He's Kyrie with a better attitude. Yes. <laughs> Nathan, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Okay. For those that aren't aware of what the coordinator of strategy and analytics does, give us a brief description of what you do on a day-to-day basis yeah. for BYU hoops. Yeah. So first and foremost, a lot of it's kind of just video. So during the season, it'll be a lot of scouting, opponent scouting and self-scouting. So getting ourselves better. And right now it's a lot of player development. We're in uh, summer workouts. So just how can our guys get better through film? Our coaches sit down and watch film with them. So it's kind of just a collection of, of different tasks, but kind of just – any of the video stats organization of kind of like a lot of our thoughts into the best and most efficient way for our coaches, players to operate. What was enticing about taking this job, a place where you had little to no connection, but wanted an opportunity to be here? Yeah. Was just really excited about kind of the first year coach, you know, coach Pope has been awesome. And just like the excitement of that. And then just like a place that's really high, high level. Like they, th- this is like they operate, we operate at an enormous like level compared to our peers and everybody else. Like there's, this is high, as high majors. It comes from a facility standpoint, from uh, like how we spend and, and how we want to succeed, you know, long term. Like this is, you know, we're, we're, we've got goals that are the same as everybody else in the nation. You were at Boston College. Did you go to Boston College? Went to Boston College, okay, gotcha. yep, and then was a graduate assistant there for two years, so spent six six years there. Gotcha. How does it compare to a program like that that was, I want to say, in the Big East back in the day? Yeah, they the were ACC, Big East now, and then right? into the ACC. And uh, and so just, like, being in that conference, you're kind of – it's a high-level feel because of, like, you're playing at Duke, at Carolina. They come to your place, so mm-hmm. – it's also high major. It's just kind of different. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in our conference, it's a little different, but we stand out among our peers in our conference. How did you find out about this job? Yeah, kind of a connection from a Boston College assistant coach that I worked for, one of my mentors, uh, Bill Wazinski. Him and Coach uh, Burgess were 
friendly with each other. And then, uh, so the two of them were kind of talking and then I guess name was brought up and started talking to coach Burgess, started talking to coach Pope, coach Robinson, coach Fieger, and, and just kind of went from there and kind of really, really liked it. Just How does liked Provo, the Utah compare to Boston? It's a little different. Um, <laughs> right now, the summers are a little bit better. It's not as humid. Like you can walk outside and, and without sweating immediately, which has been kind of nice. Uh, it's just kind of it, you know, it's just kind of getting used to small towns. You got every every chain here, which is great. You know, <laughs> so I've enjoyed the Jimmy Johns's each night. <laughs> Very nice. It's uh, freaky fast. I yeah, think. yeah, it's awesome. Okay, so how is your traditionally this the video coordinator did certain things, right? Yeah. But you're the director of analytics and strategy. So how does that vary or how is that different than just Yeah, I I think it's a pretty similar role. I think video coordinators across the nation and at NBA teams at all at all levels are undervalued because of kind of just their role and just kind of like the coaches' minds are sometimes all over the place because they have so much to do, like between communicating with the players, coaching on the floor, recruiting, kind of just the gamut. So just kind of that role kind of just helps them organize all their thoughts from a computer standpoint. So whether it's video stats. So where this my role may differ in a little bit is, is just I think I'm fortunate enough to have a, a little bit more say, you know, just kind of in helping with the scouting and the process and what kind of our what our offense is going to look like, what our defense is going to look like. So uh, and then also from an analytics standpoint, like these stats are important and this is why. And then kind of explaining why the stats maybe that they've used in the past, why those may not be as important. So just kind of feeling that out. Let's go there. So what traditional stats don't matter versus which ones matter? Yeah, I think one of the big ones is just kind of general field goal percent and field goal shooting. Like you see it broken up between field goals and then three-point shots. So just kind of the, the simple math to just subtract the threes out of the total field goals and get the twos and just separate those two. And it's not all in your traditional box score, two-point field goals. But I think it's just really it's indicative, because especially with where the game's going, shots at the basket are basically twos. So that percent should be pretty high. So there's there's how high should it be? It should be in like the 60s, okay. 60 to 70 range at the basket. Now mid range gets mixed in. So you want to look at like teams that are shooting like really high percent. Like we want to be shooting really high twos <clears throat> percentage because that means we're taking good twos and we're making our good twos. So just kind of separating that one is a simple one that I think. It gets lost on people, and Ken Palm is kind of a leader, has led that charge for years. Oh, yeah. We know Ken Palm. He's, yep. he's a friend of the Ken. show. There so, you go. So like City guy. Yeah, he's the best. He's a so. friend of the show. Nathan Bubis, BYU basketball coordinator of strategy and analytics with us on BYU Sports Nation. You were most recently working in the NBA with the Lakers. Yep. What did you learn there that you didn't know before you got there that you bring to BYU that's going to make the Cougars program yeah. unique? Yeah. What's different about the NBA is that you kind of – like – you have such a bigger staff, so everybody's jobs are so specific. So you're able to really hone in on exactly what you do. Like instead of having a director of ops that kind of touches on everything, you literally just have a person that coordinates the food, and you have a person that coordinates the travel. Like each specific role, and so then you're able to do it in a grander and bigger fashion. But then at the same time, it's all basketball. Like we're doing the same things, like the same drills that you see in high school, they do at the NBA. The same stats we look at, they look at. Like. It's the it's 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 kind of that combination of like and then kind of seeing how to manage a large staff too like what goes into that because it, it, managing a lot of people is hard and you don't really realize that until you see it you know when you have a staff of 15 coaches or something what stats did LeBron look at primarily uh I don't know exactly what stats he would look at he was always 
Uh, really interested in everything, though. He's he's unbelievably smart. So whether asking questions about what this scout would look like from a coach or how we should play this and percentages of which way people drive and stuff, he's always cutting edge. Are there any? Does anybody in the NBA ignore this ideology, or has everyone embraced it? Because, like you said, in 2019, we just have more information. It's not like in baseball; it's yeah. not just batting average. It's like, yeah. oh my gosh, we have so many things available now. Yeah, I mean, I think it's still really important. While the stats are vital and everything, it's really important to have context with it. So it's just another data point. But people got to understand that data points are also like how coaches feel. Like I've done this in the past, and it has worked. So like that matters. And so from our, our job is to just kind of, here's the data, and then the coach to kind of look at it all and say, hey, that doesn't work because X, Y, Z. You know, I just know that these guys don't like playing together. I know you say that it's better, but it just doesn't work. Because, the numbers show us. Because this. when we bring in our bench or something, you know, the example is like plus minus people look at. But in reality, if you're a bench guy and you have a really good or bad plus minus, you might be playing against starters or you might mm-hmm. be playing against their even worse bench. So you kind of have to look at that and how they stagger minutes. And so you, it's just kind of constantly taking content. So I think to NBA teams, kind of there's a spectrum of like how much context they take in. I think yep. it's the best way to Okay, work. so when uh, Brad Pitt comes in to play Mark Pope, <laughs> is Jonah Hill going to play your role in this version of BYU basketball? I hope ball? so. I hope so. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> now, Nick Robinson mentioned that you're good at identifying current players yeah. on the roster and yep. comparing them to NBA guys. So let's go through a few of BYU's marquee yeah, players and absolutely. who they compare to, who they relate yeah. to in the NBA. Let's start with the guy that wasn't supposed to be here and then came back, Yoli Childs. Yeah, uh, I think one of the first ones is Draymond Green. That kind of comes to mind, and mm. that's kind of how we want to, how he's going to try and step up his game this year, kind of the way he handles in transition and just kind of the effort and energy that he plays with, I think is something that is he can watch and learn from and and uh and then another one that uh that's been really uh like kind of a Jay Crowder kind of type with this spacing of the floor as Yoli kind of spaces the floor more and and starts shooting it and and spacing the way you know the way Utah the Jazz space it really well and then uh, another one is kind of Al Horford because of his mid-range mm. abilities Al Horford's a great mid-range shooter and Yoli is also What about Jake Toulson? Jake uh one of my favorite comps has been in the staffs has been Bradley Beal, kind of like the way he comes off screens yep. and and kind of watching. A lot of these are kind of watching th- them to be like them because they have the skill set to do that. Sure. And so for him, I think that he can be that elite shooter coming off screens and shooting off the dribble too. Jake's also a really good off the dribble shooter. A 180 guy. Oh, yes. Jake, he's exactly. unique, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's really, really impressive. Okay, what about... The Red Mamba, TJ Haas. That's what we call him. Yeah. I mean, TJ's ability to pass kind of and see the floor is, is kind of Rondo-esque. Mm. But he's plays quicker. So, like, um, it's it's uh, like Rubio kind okay. of. But okay. if Rubio had a shot, too. <laughs> like, not a shot at Rubio. He's an unbelievable player. but it, uh, And he does shoot it better. But he kind of has a lot of everything, yes. TJ. So, uh Kind of those those two with his ability to kind of see the floor and then kind of a, a C.J. McCollum-esque with the shooting with that and kind of um, – I'm not sure he's quite – you know, Lillard kind of is ball dominant. I think T.J. can have not have the ball always in his hands like C.J. So Gotcha. Gavin Baxter. Yeah, Gavin's athleticism is is off the charts. So I think any of those guys – he's maybe not, not the same height, but like a Clint Capella-type mm-hmm. role 
is is where something he can watch and learn from. But I also think he can also start to kind of stretch the floor and shoot it a little bit too. So kind of doing that also, but kind of the Clint Capello, Rudy Gobert type of inside presence defensively and offensively where, you know, if you have tag off of him, like, and he rolls to the basket untouched, could probably going to be two points. All right, let's do one more. Connor Harding. Connor Harding. Uh, Ooh, uh, probably kind of slashing scoring type, like a Gordon Hayward almost. Like like Jazz Gordon Hayward? or uh, Yeah, the best version <laughs> of Gordon Hayward, which is coming. Sensitive around these no. sports. Yeah, yeah. so uh, kind of that type, kind of a do-it-all. Uh, Andre Iguodala is another one that kind of comes to mind. Like just whatever you need. Like you need a defensive stop, like we're going to Andre Iguodala. And that's like and, – and Gordon Hayward when he is a very good defender too when he's at his peak. And so I think that kind of type, but then just kind of like he can score, he can shoot, he can do everything. So uh, those are kind of two of the ones that come to mind. This has been fascinating. Yeah. Really, really entertaining true. conversation. You go by Nathan or Nate. Either one. Whichever you prefer. <laughs> Nate or Nathan Bubis. BYU it's already basketball. Nate Austin. So yeah. maybe Nathan just for separate. Uh, yeah. Do you have yeah. a nickname you want us to call him? Uh, we'll just go with Nate. We'll just go with Nate. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of nicknames. <laughs> I love it, man. Hey, great stuff. Yeah. Um, we would love for you to sign our awesome. Uh, Kook flag. We've never asked a, a video coordinator to do this. I'm honored. So this is I'm a big more deal than honored. Do it. Let's see if I can step down right here. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Awesome. Nathan Very, Bubis with us on BYU Sports Very Nation. interesting. I love the progressive push of BYU to go this direction. Awesome. Coming up, would you rather watch BYU at 9 a.m. or 8.30 p.m.? Uh, the answer is neither, Jerem. What? you got to pick one. I have a strong opinion on that. And which player has the best chance to be a college football award finalist this season in their respective preseason award category? This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. If you want to know who BYU basketball's new video coordinator compares all of BYU's current stars to in the NBA, you should download the podcast and listen to the conversation we just had with Nate Bubis. Really, really interesting. Really yeah. fun. I wrote all those down. We'll use that later. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU junior tight end Matt Bushman has been named to the 2019 Walter Camp Award watch list. Bushman joins 39 other nominees. For the award that celebrates the College Football Player of the Year. High praise early in the season for Matt Bushman. One of two tight ends nominated for the award after leading all Cougars with 29 receptions, 511 yards, and those two touchdowns. His 17.62 yards per catch led all FBS tight ends last season. Bushman, not surprisingly, also will watch this honoree for the Mackey Award. Mary Lake's on the 14-player USA Volleyball Olympic qualifying roster. The team will play in a tournament to earn a bid to the Tokyo Olympics next year, playing August 2nd through the 4th this weekend in Louisiana against Kazakhstan, Bulgaria, Azgabaria Bulgarskimenogdobre, and Argentina. That means I'm fluent in Bulgarian. You're such a show-off. In Bulgaria. How cool That's all is I know. For, how cool is this for Mary Lake? Oh, yeah. I She could be in the Olympics. This is exciting. I mean, we're talking about Amy Gant-level type of player, right? Yeah. No, it's been a minute since BYU had a senior women's national team player. It doesn't happen And often. now it's the shortest one. Fantastic. Zach Blair 
Finished tied for 10th at the Price Cutter Charity Championships on the Corn Ferry Tour. Still waiting to uh, find out what Corn Ferry is who, all about. Who or what is a Corn Ferry? Blair shot 16 under for the tournament, including a four under in his final round yesterday. And this marks his second straight top 10 finish. Good luck as he pursues another PGA Tour card. And former Cougar Sean Davies, who always did the dishes as a roommate. He was a good roommate. And USA Rugby beat Canada 47-19 in the Pacific Nations Cup. I couldn't say the same for the captain, Steve St. Pierre. <laughs> Davies started at scrum half. The Eagles play three more games in prep for this year's Rugby World Cup. It's in September in Japan. USA plays Samoa in Fiji Saturday. Now, Paulo Sique didn't play in that, but uh, if Paul's healthy, he's expected to be a starter. Is watch list season technically over now? I think so. Yeah, all of the award Is watch Davey lists are O'Brien out. out? Oh, wait, Davey O'Brien's come out, right? Has it? Maybe not. I Davey don't know. Ba? It's, wi Bob. it's winding down, Luckily, if anything, okay? Uh, yeah, so the whatever. watch list for the majority are all out there to see. Which BYU football player named to a college football award watch list has the best chance to become a finalist for that specific award? Let's review. Bronco Nagurski, Kairos Tonga, Doak Walker Award. Lopini Katoa makes that. Matt Bushman is on the John Mackey Award watch list and the Walter Camp Award preseason oh. watch list. The Outland Trophy features two BYU Cougars, Brady Christensen and Kyrus Tonga in the preseason. Zach Wilson on the Maxwell Award watch list. James Empey on the Remington Award watch list. And Uriah Leatawa on the Werfel Award watch list. Jerem, who's the guy that has the best chance to become a finalist on their respective watch list? I think it's Matt Bushman for the Mackey Award. I agree with you 1 million percent. This award started in 2000. Otherwise, BYU would have had multiple winners previous yes. to the year. Clay Brown, Chris Smith. Gordon Hudson. Yes, Gordon Hudson. Yeah. yeah. Atula Mealy. Like Chad Lewis. Dennis Pitta didn't win, but he almost won. Aaron Hernandez won from Florida. Um, if BYU was not on the mountain. Oh, sorry, I mentioned that. I thought we were. Oh, you're right. We shouldn't mention the it. network that <laughs> shall not be named. Voldemort. If BYU uh, wasn't playing on the network that yeah. shall not be if named. If Dennis Pitta was better, he would have won it. But anyway, I think Matt Bushman <laughs> could is the most likely. He he's not going to win it with two touchdowns though. Five eleven yards, twenty nine catches. Those are nice. Twenty nine. He's got to get it in a forty plus. He's got to get six fifty plus yards. He's got to have. Six-plus touchdowns, okay? Bushman had two touchdowns in two big games. Arizona, game winner. Utah, I wish that had been the game winner, but oh. he needs more touchdowns. He almost had That's the one play continue. of the year for BYU football against Boise State, but it's ruled a fumble. Well, yeah, it was a fumble. Oh, I know. I know. It was a fumble. But before, before that, it was the catch of the year. Well, for like <laughs> – 1.8 seconds, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one was like, oh, no. oh. yeah. Okay, previous winners in the Mackey Award category mm -hmm. TJ Hawkinson from Iowa. TJ Ha? Mark Andrews out of Oklahoma in 2017. And then Jake Butt from Michigan in 2015. Remember him? Jake Butt was a tight end. Hunter Henry from Arkansas in 2015. All of these guys are in the NFL. Okay. They're in the NFL, not surprisingly. Yeah. No, if you win the Mackey, you're legit. Matt, what kind of numbers does Matt need to have to be even a finalist? Uh, the ones I just said. Okay, I mean like. 40 plus, 650, and uh, 6. See, I don't even know if that's high enough. I don't know if that's it's high not, enough. It's not always. Now, let, let's talk about that. The, the way a BYU tight end plays is different than the way other tight ends play in the country because BYU doesn't necessarily have that guy with a hand in the ground a ton. Traditionally, a tight end was not a guy who was going to rack up the yards. What BYU has done is create this position where Gordon Hudson, although he did block, Dennis Pitt, although he did block, was a bigger 
uh, receiver, a matchup nightmare where he's too good to go up against a linebacker, but a safety is perhaps too small to match up with that guy. A tight end can be a quarterback's best friend and historically has been at BYU. Um, therefore, the numbers can be higher for a BYU tight end than some of the other schools who say in the Big Ten when it's snowing on November 3rd and you're playing a conference game against Northwestern in Chicago and it's windy, you ain't chucking it down the field like you might be on BYU's schedule, right? Think about all of the dynamic duos that BYU has had at tight end. Chad Lewis, Atula Mealy, okay? Gordon Hudson, Clay Brown kind of overlapped each other. Then you look at Andrew George and Dennis Pitta. Can Moroni Lalupututau and Matt Bushman be the next dynamic duo for BYU? Football? They're the best since 09. Yeah, no It's doubt. been a decade, right? It's been a decade. It's been a long Assuming time. Assuming the MLP is healthy, we will, uh, we'll see him Wednesday, get out there, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Coming up, what former golfer finished in the top ten? Plus, buy, sell, or hold the Joker face paint for Roberts and Daniel this was, in the CFL. This was weird, man. Why so serious? You know how I got these scars. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The best of BYU Sports Nation airs Saturday is at noon Eastern on BYU Radio. It's on the podcast feed as well. Features some of the best stuff from the show throughout the week in case you missed it or you want to hear it again. It's a beautiful thing. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. We're trying to help out Coach Eric Mateos in mm-hmm. charge of the offensive lineman for BYU football. What is your best idea to help Coach Mateos in terms of a traveling BYU offensive lineman award? At Shay Lawrence on Twitter says, give them a helmet sticker in the shape of a pancake or a shield. Maybe a shield with a pancake on it. Hashtag BYUSN. I miss the just dotted helmets of with helmet stickers. I think it's awesome. I loved Jim McMahon had like 500 on Ty Detmer was, was the same way. Yeah, it was that was fun. I miss that. I I think they do they does do they even do helmet stickers right now? I don't I don't think they do. No. No. They did with Bronco Mendenhall on certain criteria. Yeah. A pancake helmet sticker. That's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> just put it on the back or whatever. That's great. <laughs> You can join the conversation 24-7 on social media. You know the drill. Hashtag BYUSN. It's time for buy, sell, or hold. Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Ben Bagley, join the show, won't you? I would love to. By the way, I love the idea of a shield with pancakes on it as an award. Yes. <laughs> we have a winner. It's something. It is a pancake. What if the shield is a pancake? You protect. Ooh, a big pancake is a shield. Yeah, it's a big okay, pancake. Now, now I got to wrap my mind around that. All right, so let's start with this: buy, sell, or hold. Finding answers to a big question in the first week of BYU fall camp. Sell. It doesn't happen. I mean, is Zach Wilson healthy? Is different than who's going to be the starting running back? Like, we don't find out a lot of those answers until a couple of games in. Robert and I actually said we don't know what we have for the team until six games in. Yeah, no, that there's certainly some validity to what you're saying, but I think we're going to know pretty quick if Zach Wilson is looking normal right. in well, camp. M- most of the questions are not answered. Yeah, well, it just says a big question, so I'm buying on that. A, the answer we will have is how Zach Wilson looks in week one of camp. Number two. Buy, sell, or hold. 9 a.m. kickoffs as opposed to 8.30 p.m. kickoffs for football. Bye. I would rather play at 9 a.m. than 8.30 p.m. What? One million percent. What? That would. If you want people to actually watch the game, 
Why would you play at 10.30 Eastern time? Kick. 10.21 or 26. BYU is not actually in prime time in those. In any... No, they're not. They are for like 30 minutes in in uh, in an hour and a half in two time zones. That's it. I would much rather play at 9 a.m. That would be awesome. Do you expect your team to play well at 9 a.m. though? You adapt. Adapt or die. I'm thinking of a couple of early games that happened in the recent past where things didn't go so well for BYU. Well, they haven't done that at home. They had to travel for those. What if it's at home? Could you get people to show up at 9 a.m. for a home game? They do every Sunday morning. Uh, late. Yeah, if you got a bunch of kids in tow. Get the, this get, is BYU, Jerome. Get grandma. Kids are in tow. Get grandma to watch them and go to the game. <laughs> no, no, they're making Cougar Canyon. Whatever. Why does Lavelle Edwards Stadium not have a massive babysitting area, by the way? Is that a the blue football ocean stadium idea? is a babysitting area. Like, go get a Cougar Town. Get out of my face. No, it's 830. So buy. No, I'm just yeah. sell. Sell on that. Uh, you want to talk about a nightmare for dwindling attendance numbers like have 9 a.m. home games there would be more people there in my opinion no than 8 30. no 830, just catered it's catering to espn <laughs> we've got a production meeting at 4 a.m we do it the day before <laughs> silly <laughs> number three buy seller hold Taysom hill dunking on zion williamson today in the saints quarterback challenge which special guest zion uh, dunking like he will we're hoping he dunks. Oh, yeah. He didn't dunk already. Okay. Uh, it's a hard sell for me, Jerem. Sell. You can't You can't show up Zion, the rookie. You just uh, you just can't. This is a must don't dunk on Zion situation for Taysom Hill. <laughs> don't, don't also, do Taysom Hill, stay healthy. We don't need you dunking on Zion. <laughs> no. Sell. Sell. Just Plus, he's not dunking on Zion. This isn't happening, right? Sell, yes. Like in a normal Fine. basketball situation, he's not dunking on Zion. I know Zion Taysom boys. can play basketball. Like, he's really athletic. Stop it. This is a sell. He's not number one pick in the NBA athletic. Come on. Exactly. Next. Buy, sell, or hold the Joker face paint from Robertson Daniels in the CFL. This This is a hard sell. This is one of the creepiest, weirdest things I've ever seen. It's hilarious. The Joker is wild. This is funny. But I'm going to go sell. I'm going to go hard sell here. He had an interception. He got tons of recognition. His name's being <laughs> talked about. Perhaps he's jumping onto some NFL radars if he continues to play well in the CFL because it's so out there. Bye. This is a brilliant move by Robertson Daniel. <laughs> brilliant move, Robertson. I am buying this 100%. Oh, yes. Just... Why so serious? Because I'm awesome. That's why. It took you looking like a clown to do it. And if you're on Brilliant a PR and if move. you're on a cruise in Europe, you may be in a brawl because you had that face paint. Brilliant that story PR over the move. weekend. <laughs> Next. And if you missed the terrifying image, we just tweeted out at BYU Sports Nation. Oh boy. Uh, last one: buy, sell, or hold the Fortnite Championship of the World. Yeah, that's actually a thing. Uh, the winner. Uh, Booga won three million. At Booga, Kyle Gearsdorf of Pennsylvania. That is the most gamer name of all time, by the way. I'm going sell. There's only a few people who actually make money off this. You know, it's not a ton of people. So just shout out to my Sunday school class. You're probably not going to win money from this. So get like an education and a real job, <laughs> but do this on the side if you want. Don't just focus on this because you're probably not going to be Booga. Not going to shatter your dreams here, but sell. $3 million. 
Three million dollars for a 16-year-old kid, and he's not the only one to win money. I mean, I'm, I was looking down a list of winners. Like, I think 10th place won like 200k. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. Listen, if you're good at video games, you by can, all means, you, you can't be good. You have to be elite. Embrace it, okay? <laughs> if you're good, you're winning your neighborhood. Like, but the know, majority you of you money. are not good enough to win money playing video games. You are good enough to go to school, <laughs> get an education and do something to further your careers and make money that way. It's fine on the side. You can have a side hustle. Yeah. If, listen, if you put into your education, like if you want to be a doctor, if you put as much emphasis into becoming a great doctor at this young of an age as Booga does to becoming the best Fortnite player, you're going to be an incredible doctor and you're going to make more money than him. Yeah. You'll make more money than him. Okay, I know it's $3 million prize, if you're a good doctor, well, that's before your, taxes. That's gross. Your career salary Looks is gonna mad. be his three million. Will look laughable. Okay, put your put your your time and invest it into something that you know will turn out to be something good. Okay, yeah. we need doctors. Yeah, literally invest it. We need doctors. All right. That is buy, sell, or. <laughs> Coming up, did Angels pitcher Taylor Cole keep his donut runs allowed streak going? I could go for a donut right about now. Or a pancake delicious. breakfast. Yes. Speaking of Major League Baseball pitchers, one gets my rise and shout out today. <laughs> if you're mad, just throw the ball through center <laughs> This is BYU Sports Station. This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guest, Nathan Bubis. Show's on demand via the podcast and BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU junior tight end Matt Bushman's one of 40 players on the Walter Camp Award watch list. Bushman led all tight ends nationally with 17.6 yards per catch last season. It's that time, Jerem. Rankings are out. Sportingnews.com releases an updated college football top 25 Washington here in Provo in week four at number 14, Utah to open the season at number 17. Volleyball. Mary Lakes on the 14-player USA Volleyball Olympic qualifier roster. The team playing a tournament to earn a bid to the Tokyo Olympics next year, playing August 2nd through the 4th this week in Louisiana against Kazakhstan, Bulgaria, and Argentina. Davide Gardini of BYU Volleyball on the Italian U21 team took second in the FIVB World Championship losing the title match in five to Iran. And former Cougar Casey Patterson won the AVP Hermosa Beach Open with partner and former NBAer Chase Buttinger. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair finished tied for 10th at the Price Cutter Charity Championships on the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, rumor has it this is a real thing. Blair shot 16 under for the tournament, including a four under in his final round yesterday. That's Blair's second straight top 10 finish and over two eight with Spencer. Thank you, Jerem. Patrick Fishburne finished tied for second at the Colorado Open. He shot 20 under and is now currently ranked seventh on the McKenzie Tour, Order of Merit. Is that the Bob McKenzie Tour? <laughs> the Order of Merit strange. sounds so it's official. Strange brew. I am seventh in the Order of Merit. Rugby. It's like a Masons thing? Like, what is that? <laughs> Cougars in the CFL, right? 
Um, oh, we're going to rugby. Former Cougar Sean Davies in USA Rugby beat Canada 47-19 in the Pacific Nations Cup. Davies started a scrum half. The Eagles play three more games in preparation for this year's World Cup in Japan. They play Samoa in Fiji this Saturday. Cougars in the CFL, eh? Robertson Daniel with the interception I just mentioned. Nine tackles in a Calgary Stampeders 17-16 win over the Ottawa Red Blacks. Daniels played the game with Joker paint on his face. Brilliant PR move. He had a great game. Well done, Robertson. Cougars in the major leagues. Well, maybe he did this before, but he didn't have an interception, so he didn't know. I don't know. Angels pitcher Taylor Cole threw one and two-thirds of shutout ball in a 5-4 win versus your Orioles. Cole hasn't allowed a run since July 7th and just one run since June 16th. I think he's going to get paid, Jerem. Maverick Cougars in the minors. Sorry, Colton Shaver in double A went three for seven with a solo home run. Two runs in two games for the Corpus Christi Hooks. Shaver has eight home runs in 26 games in double A ball after hitting six in 58 single A games. Nice. Maverick Buffalo threw three scoreless innings, striking out four in the single A. D what is it? Dun D Dunedin. Dunedin. Blue Jays one nothing loss to the Palm Beach Cardinals. In triple A, Jacob Brugman one for four. The solo home run and the Tacoma Rainiers Saturday 6-2 loss to the Sacramento Rivercats. All he does is hit home runs. Jimmer! Team for Dad lost 83-80 to challenge ALS in the second round of the basketball tournament in West Valley Friday night. Tyler Haas did not play. Today's rise and shout-outs for me, Jerem, goes to Trevor Bauer, pitcher for the Cleveland Indians, who had a forgettable fifth inning in his outing yesterday. Gave us the next great gif. Upon being pulled out, just threw the ball over the center field wall from the pitcher's mound. That's impressive. <laughs> it's so great. Mine goes to three Cougars who are playing in the Pan American Games in volleyball. Brendan Sander and Price Jarman, along with Gabby Garcia-Fernandez, USA and Puerto Rico. Pretty cool to see those guys hanging out in Peru. Absolutely. Our Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. Answering this question, what is your best idea to help Coach Mateos of BYU football out for the Traveling BYU Offensive Lineman Award at Texas Colonel on Twitter says, I liked someone else's suggestion. A golden trophy shaped like Mrs. Buttersworth after the game. Winner also gets gold gloves to wear during the next game. Throwing a gift certificate to IHOP, why not? <laughs> Hashtag BYUSN. Yeah, burgers, right? Sergeant Dennis Pitt, we ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yes, isn't it IHOP? I believe it's IHOP. No, they, that didn't go well. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Peter Toy Pelotu. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain for BYU Sports Nation.